0: The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for another episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. We're in a new month, everybody. We are finally into the month. Finally! It's been forever. It's been so long since we've seen the month of March. How's everybody doing? Corey, what's going on, man?
1: Uh, not too much, man. Just uh, catching up on some resistance this uh, this week. You know, it finally dropped on Disney Plus and I haven't been spoiled. haven't seen a thing. haven't seen one episode of Season 2, so... Kind of making my way through that, along with the Clone Wars and many, many other Star Wars things, so it's everything's looking up and up.
0: (laughs) It's never looking down in your world, eh, Corey? Even when you're sleepwalking, things are great. Yeah, dude. Good times. Nothing like a good, solid sleep.
1: It's, like, (laughs) priceless.
0: (laughs) Carlos, how's it going, man? Uh, Things are good. Things are good. Good. <laughs> Things you guys sound great. You guys have had a gr- great weekends I had a good weekend. Did Star Wars fandom have a good weekend? I don't For know. I, can I tell no. Like <laughs> I, I went online a bit today, and people are mad. I get too much into it. You know, I kind of, you know, I don't know. I just don't know what to say anymore. Yeah, sometimes in those situations, it's best just not to say anything. And I'm tempted to say nothing right now, but. I don't know that I can just, I don't know. I, I feel like I need, I feel like well, I have see, the thing to is I, I feel like I'd have to dig to find out what's going
1: on. I don't want to dig
0: don't. You don't, right don't, don't want
1: to do the work. Is that, that's what you're saying. Pretty much. Like, I just see that people are upset about attacking writers. And I get that. Like, that's so not Corey cool. being Corey. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen anyone on my timeline att- directly attacking anyone. You know what I mean? When I do see stuff like that, like, I don't know. I do you just let it go. report it. No, I've reported stuff. Depends how vulgar it is and whatnot, you know, but I mean, at the same time, it's like if I want to stay sane and a part of this fandom, I really almost at this point kind of turn a blind eye to certain things and just don't get involved because, you know, I'm just it makes me uncomfortable, man. Well, I don't want to get involved in that. Like, I know how <laughs> I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, so when I see, I don't know, like everything is just like a war these days. It's like Star Wars news. Let's do this the factions you know
0: (laughs) yeah i mean mean, this is it's a well what happened was and i'm sure everybody knows but uh the novelization for rise of skywalker came out at c2e2 and like i had been saying for a while to like anybody who'd listen i've spoken to a couple of guys out there and they they know who they are but i was always like you know when that novelization comes out it's going to be armageddon all over again because people are just going to go to a specific section of the book, look for that scene in a movie, and try to pull out something that either retcons the movie, which was just plain stupid, or you know, or more reasonably, look for something to add context or detail that the movie didn't provide. That's fine. Um, in this case, uh, the author, Ray Carson, was attacked roundly this weekend, and also supported by by right-minded people, level-headed people. Uh, but basically, um, the novel didn't serve as um, a platform to undo Rise of Skywalker and some of its events in its final act, and people were very upset about that, as if it was going to go any other way.
2: And they let... were upset that the novelization didn't contradict what was on screen. Is is that what you're saying?
0: I, I don't want to say that it was the same case for everybody, but that's that's a part of it. yeah, that's a big part of it. Wow,
2: whoa. Like, oh. Cool so we're at a, a new level of depravity
0: okay was, was there well, a certain something that was well I don't see I don't want to get be... too much into specifics because although it was out there all over Twitter it's all over online I don't want to be spoilerific about it here because the novel's not really out and some people might want to read it for themselves and
2: understandable
0: I mean I, I could just say quick spoiler warning skip ahead two minutes if if that helps
2: no let's not do it it's not fair
0: yeah I agree so- you but, don't want to accept, upset the factions. I, listen, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure most people listening understand. And if they don't, like, they will – by the time this podcast comes out, certainly by the time it hits the main public feed, it'll be everywhere. Everybody will know what the deal is. And that sucks because – I mean, I think it's a stupid idea to sell a novel early at a con anyway, especially one like this. And it, you know, it's it is nice to be able to meet the author. And and get her to sign the book or any author to sign any book at a con, but this this particular novel, at this particular time, I think it was a dumb idea to release it early because you get what we have now, which is people qu- taking pictures of those pages, putting them on Twitter, putting them on Reddit, and getting situations like this where the where the authors attacked. Don't be a dick to the to the authors and creators. You know, don't do it. It's it's if you, you don't like something. <laughs> Move on with your bloody life, my god! Like it's 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 beyond absurd the way Star Wars fans treat creators as if as if the franchise was like something you can order off a menu, like you're like you're ordering sushi where you want two of these and a roll of this and some, some sashimi and you know it it doesn't work that way. You get the story. I had sushi you get.
2: last night. Uh, this is a great analogy, and it's making me hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: See what I was gonna, what I was going to say was. What we got here is a failure
0: to communicate. It's not even a failure to communicate. It's just a failure to be a decent person. Like, what gives people... What, what makes people think they can go, go at a writer and just start screaming at them about a choice that really isn't entirely theirs? You know? See, it,
2: the pro- this is the problem, okay? The problem is that for so long... Um, there was no outlet for people, and uh, social media, especially Twitter, g- gives people this this false sense of actually being able to be heard.
1: Yeah, it's my validation. And, and,
2: and that, but but the problem with Twitter is that just because you say something doesn't mean that somebody heard you. So, um, depending on the size of your of your of your following, uh, your screaming might just be. The same as screaming into your pillow. So they feel like they need to be louder and more obnoxious to get the attention that they desperately crave. Get those likes, get those retweets. Yep. And, and unfortunately it's all terrible, terrible ways to communicate.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, uh, look, you know, it's a bad state of affairs when Skywalker Eve is like, I think I'm like tapped out on Star Wars. <laughs> like like when she's at the point where it's like it's too much to handle. Yeah, I, I, mean, I saw I I saw her tweet that earlier and I'm like, "Ooh, uh, we don't follow the same people because I I just pretty much I, I'm st- I'm stuck on the um at the Funny Carlos right now. Like I I'm not trying to get into the political stuff, uh, especially not the Star Wars stuff. Uh, you know, but I pop it in my head here, and you know, every now and then. But it's it's pretty ugly, man, and like it's it's not something that I want to. It's I wanna a validate.
1: man. I just okay. hope that
0: you know. I don't know what percentage of Star Wars fans are active on Twitter. I wish I did know, and I I hope that Disney and Lucasfilm have an idea so that they can assign a weight to these types of tempest in a teapot situations.
2: Can I just give you a fact right now?
0: This is this is a fact. These are
2: statistics right now, okay? 80% of all the tweets come from 10% of the users.
0: Oh, yeah. That's always... Yeah, that's been a thing with Twitter for... Man, yeah, most accounts are lurkers. Like, lurking accounts, very inactive. So, yeah. and No, oh, but some people will tweet, like, once a day,
2: and we'll make a joke or whatever, and maybe get involved in a little thread here and there. But the majority of the tweets are coming from the same people repeating the same things over in everybody else's feed. It's, it's, it's literally, it's like spamming, but it's, uh, it's not computer automated. So it's actually more sad (laughs) that way because they're actually typing it out themselves or maybe they're copy pasting, but still it's not like it's a computer generated thing. So it's,
1: it's really, I mean, it's odd though like you know i follow i follow so many people and like i really for the most part my timeline is pretty squeaky clean unless someone i follow retweets something heinous that someone else had said you know what i mean like it's 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 odd so like it's it's only brought to my attention through those avenues
0: kind of you know yeah for me too like my my, like i had to go looking for like if i didn't want to if i wanted to pretend that it wasn't happening it would have been easy for me to just let it slide but I felt like I needed to know, like I wanted to see what people were saying to poor Ray Carson. And I think, and and all the mean words got to her. Like it's not like it just slipped past her and she was just like, like it got her. And I think she felt bad. I don't want to put words in her mouth. I don't want to speak at a turn, but I I think it got to her. Uh, But then, you know, there are more of us and those people I think uh, did a good job in, in lifting her up again and, and making her feel good about what she's done. And it, I'm still dying to read the rise of Skywalker novelization. It's coming out later this month. I will definitely be there picking it up when it comes out and and reading it through. Um, But yeah, just if you don't like something, can't you just stick to your, your, your silo with your other unhappy friends and stop tagging creators. Yeah, that that's fine. Like
1: don't tag. Like you could talk in civil discourse, not civil war. You know what I mean? Like you could say, out to the Twitterverse that you didn't like something don't spoil it for others yet again, but you don't have to like Kyle said at the, the creator man, like,
0: like if you don't have you anything like, like just, just like somebody worked really hard on this. Like Carlos as a singer songwriter, you would not want somebody to say, Hey man, I heard your song. It blows. You don't want to hear that.
2: Well, no, you don't want to hear it. But at the same time, you have to understand that that's, that's normal. I mean, there's, there's 8 billion people on this planet and, uh, my art is not for everyone, and I am mature enough to understand that.
0: No, no, it's but fine. Like, hard, it's it's like, like rejection. Anybody, anybody goes into a like. I know people don't like this podcast. People have written some sparingly bad reviews about us. I don't like nobody likes everything or everybody. That's fine. But nobody comes after us and says, "Hey, man, I heard your podcast. It sucks balls." Like that's 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 fine. You don't have to like something. You don't have to like the Rise of Skywalker novelization. You don't have to like the choices, but you also don't have to tell the writer that you didn't like it. Just move on. Yeah, no, it's not that you don't have to. You're just
2: you're you're not implored to do it. Like it's it's not a nece- it's not a necessity. So when you're telling somebody um, in in this context that your podcast sucks, you're not telling it for them. You're telling it for yourself. Right. So you're making it you're making it about you.
0: Yeah. So exactly. anytime
2: you go online and you you uh, you, you crap all over uh, Rick Ray, Ray Carson mm-hmm. or or Charles Soule or Claudia Gray or wh- whoever it may be, unless it's Anthony Daniels, then it's it's actually <laughs> merited. But like anytime you do that, you're making it about you, and everybody sees it. You're showing so, your ass. is what you're yeah, doing. It's so it's like you know you're not really you're you're not a hero. Like, you know, and and let's be honest, if you didn't tweet it the the second that that, uh, um, the leak came out, then you're one of a hundred who tweeted the exact same thing. You're not special. You're not special. There's a hundred other miserable people just as miserable as you tweeting the exact same thing. You're not in the you might be in the minority, but there's a plurality of you idiots. So nobody cares. We heard your opinion once. It doesn't matter what your face looks like and what your avi is and what your bio is on Twitter. I don't care. I don't.
0: Yeah, if, I mean, if you're being mean to creators and if you're just generally being lousy and spoiling Star Wars for people who haven't yet either seen it. Because we know the, the movie, when uh, the advanced screening started and, and people started getting word of what happened in the movie and they were just openly talking about it on Twitter, you're an a-hole. And if you're taking pictures of pages from the novelization and posting them, you're an a-hole. Uh, done. Yep, yeah, plain and simple. And if you are then taking that yeah. and, and and tagging the creator and demanding explanations and telling her how how terrible she is and that she's ruined things, I could use much stronger language, but but I won't.
2: No, we'll leave that for Rick on Cannon fodder. <laughs>
0: That was fun. I enjoyed recording that. It was awesome. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Um, All right. So, yeah. A little ranty to start the episode. But, yeah. Yeah, what? Be be nice. Um, All right. So, a little little news thing here. Seems like the 2022 movie is still a go, gents. Uh, There's a – on the official Disney site, if you dig real deep, you can still find a link. It's a schedule of all the Disney movies that are coming out in the next few years, up until 2027, I believe. And Star Wars is still listed in 2022. I'm
2: shocked. I mean, I, I I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Like, I assume that everybody was fired and that um, Skywalker Ranch burned to the ground. I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, nobody tells me anything.
1: You know, you know what? I, I, I have to say that I am a little surprised because if they are – if they don't have something in the works or something really pre-production underway at this point for a 2022 release – they're really going to be under the gun to cast, uh, write a story, cast people, shoot it, and edit it for 2022. It's 2020, so
0: I mean, but I mean, let, they, let's yeah, be let's they, be fair. It's it's real deep in 2022. Like it's it's still closer to three years away than than two. Either years away.
1: way, the like we'd be. They really need to have something really underway at this point. I think it would have been possibly a good opportunity to. Take a step back. Instead of you know, say in a year we get the news that, hey guys, it's not happening in 2022. That's going to be another huge tire fire. This is what I'm going to tell you. If if if
2: it was on the website, then the the reality of the thing is is that the production is underway. They're just not telling you. Okay, not everything has to be telegraphed, and that's probably part of the problem. With what they did when they said, JJ's going to direct the first one, Johnson's going to direct the second one, Trevor Rowe's going to direct the third one, and then when plans change, then it's like, oh no. But if you don't tell anybody anything, and you 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 slowly do what you have to do, and you say, okay, we have a thing, this is it, it's done,
1: it's ready to come out. You give less room for. See that I kind of agree with, but I don't know if that's we don't know if that's the route they're gonna take. That'd no, but the thing is, that if it's route.
2: if if it's still on the website, it's it's because
1: the plan is art. It's already in play.
2: They're
4: yeah, just not things, telling us.
1: Things change. Things change so often with Star Wars, and they also have what well, the way I see it is they have investors to please. So the fact that they're still saying yes, yes, 2022, uh, that's the year just, you know, they want to stay on course with the this traject, trajectory that they've laid out for the investors, you know. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, again, something's something's got to give, like, sooner or later. Like I said, man, to, to have a story and cast and stuff. Like, it's at least two years to make a movie, kind of. You get or a year and a half to, to shoot and edit. And that's almost at, like, the same time.
3: Like, no, like Carlos said, not, either not, they, either they already know. Months.
0: Months. Either they already know and they've already got some things nailed down. Or you know what? Maybe maybe we maybe this movie will be pushed. Maybe it will. Who knows? But it, as of this moment, it is still It's still part of the schedule for 2022, 24, and 26. So It's the new Bob's problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. People are making it
2: seem like Bob Iger stepping down was like, what what do you expect who is the Emperor? Like the guy is like ninety five years old, and like he wanted to step down a couple of years ago, but th- didn't want to do it because of the, uh, he wanted to make sure that the transition with the Fox mm-hmm. acquisition mm-hmm. went smoothly. Like people are stupid. If you're if you're gonna you're gonna talk about how, uh, oh the Bob Iger thing, Disney Disney's turmoil and
0: all, you guys are idiots, man. Like seriously. Well, the funny it, the funny thing is that people. For the just for the sake of clicks and because they don't know how to do anything else with their life, they'll they'll pin it to Star Wars. Like Star Wars is a small piece of the Disney puzzle. Yet people will stop at twenty percent. We don't don't even need to talk about
1: this. Like anyone who follows Star Wars or anything like this, like we all know that he's talked about this for a long time. Like he told everybody, I
0: am stepping down. In mm-hmm. the
1: near future, very, very very soon
0: he extended it like, so that he could stick around and do the do the Fox merger, and then he far. said he was stepping down, and he's still gonna be hands on until the end of next year, so it's not like he's really leaving he's he, now he's helping with the transition uh to the new Bob but when you, when the you can Bob. like when you look at how big Star Wars is in compar- like as a whole compared to the rest of Disney, it's tiny like fox the fox merger was 70 billion. Compared to the, like Lucasfilm as a whole that they bought for four billion. Check out the new Bob, same as the old
2: Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's the who.
0: Anyway, so the, I mean, I I'm I'm taking it as good news because we still we there was that um, earnings call not too long ago and the 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 movie was not referenced at all. It was just all about uh, the f- the future of Star Wars being on Disney Plus. Well, what about the movie? The movie still seems to be 2022. I'm I'm kind of happy about that. How many Marvel movies are dropping this year? This year?
2: I think only two, two right? Yeah. yeah. And the have... next year, there's four. So 20... in 2021, there's four. And then this movie, the 2022 movies at the end of 2022, there's a lot on Disney's plate before the next Star Wars movie. Oh it's normal. God. They're not going to tell anybody everything.
0: There's so much. My God. There's so much stuff on the plate. It's it's crazy how much stuff is coming up between. Wow. I mean, I, I can't even count all these movies that they have on the slate before Star Wars ex, is expected to drop.
1: I mean, look, just from Marvel. Take, it's take Indiana
0: crazy. Jones as an example, too, though. Like,
1: that that's the same production company. That's Lucasfilm. Like, I don't know, man. They just keep giving you dates. Originally yeah, 2019. But it's par- it's 2020. Paramount
2: Studio, right? It's still Paramount, right?
0: Uh, well, Lucasfilm is the production company, and I don't Disney. Kind of, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how the whole thing works now. But anyway, interesting you mentioned mention, uh, Indie Five. Like Indie Five is having some news where Spielberg is is stepping away as director. That's big news. Were you scandalized by that, Corey? A little bit. was kind of curious, worrisome a bit.
1: I wasn't worried. I'm not worried at all. It's just a fact, like I said, it was originally scheduled to be out in theaters in 2019 and 2020, now 2021, and
0: even that's looking to be in jeopardy, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Are you going to cry if it doesn't happen? No, but I'd be disappointed. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but he's Har- on
1: board. Or yeah, he, I mean, he I've- committed to it. He made it a, a comment last week about saying, you know, they're just tweaking things and it has to be right. It has to be just right and they're just working on that kind of
0: i don't i don't know if this is true or not i I saw this online so take it with a grain of salt but he harrison ford was under contract for five indie movies and so come hell or high water (laughs) they're gonna do this one (laughs) you know what i mean like so with spielberg out but still in in a hands-on producer role fine and you know what to be honest I, i was thinking about this like if you could take Spielberg from 75 to 97 or like 98 to now, which Spielberg are you taking? Ooh,
2: it's tough, man. Is it tough? <laughs> there's a lot of nostalgia in there for me. I mean, uh, okay. But there's some really amazing things after, like yeah, Saving Private Ryan. That's I
0: think that's 97.
1: Hmm. That's, yeah, that's true. So it's true. You get it's, Jurassic Park... Uh, Jaws, uh, Jurassic
0: Park, Jaws, Close Encounters, uh, Amistad, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan. i pre- I thought it was the end of '97. No,
2: it's '98. Is it '98? Uh, 90- yeah, okay. that's why it was uh, July 24th, 1998.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so that would be uh, Yeah, that for me, like that would be his from the '98 to now chapter of Spielberg's career. Like that to me is his top movie <laughs> of, of that era. Didn't he do Lincoln as well?
2: I don't know. Is that just me?
1: Like,
0: uh, yeah. let's have a look. I'm not sure. Yeah,
1: uh, I li- I liked Ready Player One a lot. I thought that was well done.
2: He executive produced Bumblebee. That's good
3: too.
0: I mean, to me, when you stack up Spielberg's early career and his like more modern career, it's it's not close. Three Indiana Jones movies before nineteen ninety. Man, like it. I'm not not. I'm, he he did have some great movies from ninety eight to now. Like Bridge of Spies is is really good. The Post, Tintin. You know, there's there's definitely a lot to, to like about uh, Spielberg's career at, at any stage. Like Color Purple, I think is, was a huge movie. Yeah, that's mid '80s. Empire of the Sun. Remember that movie? Yes. Oh man, that was that was something else. That movie. And he also did uh, Hook, which, whatever. But it was still a huge movie. Did he do Hook? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, but then you you put in stuff like Band of Brothers, even though it was a miniseries. Uh, Catch Me If You Can was awesome. But not as a director, as a producer, right? So if he's not directing indie, but he's like somehow executive producing, yeah, he is. Like he, you know how many amazing movies he's executive produced?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like uh, I'm the goodies. Yeah, that's one, I guess. And uh, I don't know, man. Some of the. Uh, it's tough, right? Because wasn't he also with Zemeckis for the um, Back to the Future? For the Back to the Future stuff? Yeah, executive produced Back to the Future as well. So, yeah, man. I mean, up until 90, if you if you throw in 98, I'm going to say yeah, there's it, earlier movies, but if if 98's the cutoff, it's still I mean, it's good. But he also did it's Catch the, Me whatever, If Close. You Can,
0: right? He directed Catch Me If You Can. I love Catch Me If You Can. That was a, that was I mean, a fun was movie. fantastic. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, he produced it.
0: Anyway, and it's not like, I mean, if the rumors are true, James Mangold is in talks to, to direct. And so it's not like Steven Spielberg is being replaced by Chopped Liver. Yeah, that would be sweet. Like, that that's a pretty good mix to me. If they're getting Spielberg to, to, to produce. <laughs> according to him, yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, this is not uh, the, the uh, Indiana Jones podcast, so uh, let's uh, let's 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 divert let's back collecting to Star Wars. Update. Yeah. Now I don't want to do a collecting update this week. Ooh, <laughs> no, I have I have one. Oh, you I do? All one. right, let's do a collecting update. Let's let's and we'll go back to the news. All right, you want me, you want me to un-
1: unpack this thing? Go, go first, Corey. Stick with, to Star right, Wars. Get, Stick to Star Wars. Yeah, it's all Star Wars. So just sit back. I hope you got a, a lunch packed.
0: Oh, Jesus. It's a big lunch. <laughs> Remind, Remember, I said I didn't want to do this.
1: And yeah, look, it all started two <laughs> weeks ago. I haven't been on the pod in two weeks, you know, so it all started two weeks ago. I go out looking for Dooku and Bly Black Series because I know they're coming out soon, right? Then I can't find them anywhere, not even on Amazon. I can't pre-order them anymore. So I kind of panic, right? I'm like, oh my God, like, ah, like I'm going to miss them. So I get, I tell them to notify me when they're back out for pre-order but in the meantime i order kit fisto plocoon and the child funko as well as stanley legends sorry that's the only one but i put those up on pre-order i just i don't know i had to pull the trigger you know and then, from who from uh, amazon no that was uh, a collectibles okay so hopefully those come through you know what i mean i'm a little worried but uh i've never really bought from them before so anyway what happened after that uh Yeah, I guess, yeah, after I got a notification that uh, Dooku and Bly were back on, that was like the week after, so I pulled the trigger on those. Then, Kyle, you actually got me the two-stripe Mando Funko Pop. That's the guy who rescues the Mandalorian when he's a child, I believe. Then I still had this uh, Amazon gift card lying around, and I asked Kyle online, you know, who's it going to be between Obi-Wan and Padme Black Series? He pushed me in the direction of Padme, so I went that way. Then I found a guy online that was liquidating his entire Black Series collection, which was pretty sweet, and I managed to pull the trigger on Boba Fett, the original Boba Fett from the Orange Line. Anyway, that's a bit of a pricey figure, but that one, uh, it makes me happy.
0: Cool. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that's a pretty hefty update, although that means, like, since you pre- the things that you've pre-ordered, you can't talk about when you actually receive them.
1: Oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> But man, yeah,
0: that was, that was, that was, it's
1: been a crazy week when I wrote it all down. I was like, holy crap. That's That Boba uh, Fett makes me happy, man. It's so minty, man, for an old toy. Maybe it's a counterfeit one. No, it's not. This guy's legit.
0: Really? Really? You sure about that? <laughs> Seriously? You, I got you nervous now, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's legit if you ask the guys in the Facebook group the Black Series Canada Facebook group they'll tell you they'll tell Times you it's from there alright <laughs> yeah, oh Carlos watch this this is gonna drive Corey crazy hey Corey do you wanna know how much your Funkos are worth I
3: don't know <laughs> which Funkos
0: oh, any of them I don't know you know there's an app that tells you exactly how much they're worth
3: no He's
0: getting itchy, Carlos. I know it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you you download the Funko app. You search your thing. It tells you what it's worth. How about that? Cool. That's pretty sweet. Corey will be up at 3 in the morning. How much is this one worth? What (laughs) What about this one? He's not going to get any sleep at all. Oh, whatever. God damn it. This one's one's only 8 bucks. You
2: know you're not getting rid of it. Like You're going to bin it
1: before you get rid of it. There's, there's one or two that I'd be willing to part with, I guess. One or two out of how many now? Like
0: ninety? Well, it's definitely in triple digits, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be willing to part with one or two percent of my collection. <laughs> way to way to willing. dig deep. Way to dig deep.
1: Wow, well, I said willing. I mean, I could get rid of more, but
0: it just wouldn't make me happy. Anyway, I got. Um, I, I was speaking to a manager at EB Games and. She's a big Funko collector, and she's the one that told me about the app. She's like, "But if you, if you don't, have, if they're not like con exclusives or like like any type of like retailer exclusive, they're not worth jack." No, like,
1: for the most part, yeah.
0: So whatever. If you have like a an SDCC an SDCC Funko or from some other con, you might have something. Otherwise, whatever. It's they're they're anywhere from like six bucks to twenty bucks. That's not necessarily true
1: because there are some benders that are quite hard to find and there's also a robot devil.
0: There are, of course, going to be outliers. But generally speaking, the ones that you buy at retail, I'm not going to get you much.
1: Yeah, but they still make
0: me happy too. You know what the only thing that makes you happy, Corey? What? More Funkos. More toys. Uh... Depends. they are got to be worthy,
1: man. Like, come on. The ones that I just, that's why I was getting it, like, all anxious. And plus, with the annoying announcements from the toy, uh, toy Con last week, oh my God. It's kind of crazy, man. But Kid Fistu, Plo Koon, Dooku, Bly, those are all very key.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I was going to talk about there's like uh, four waves of Black Series stuff that's coming later this year. And the website that had the news up took it down. So I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I mentioned that it I, I, that the, with the Cad Bane. I, I just finished saying how I wasn't really gonna talk about it anymore. Cad bane, man. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Can you read the room at all ever? <laughs> of course.
2: No, that's that's cad a
0: superpower. Bane. Cad <laughs> <laughs> Well I'm not I'm definitely not gonna tell Corey about the fan channel exclusives so I'll let him I'll, I'll let that linger.
3: <laughs> what
0: <laughs> hey Carlos what do you got in your collection this week so uh, we uh,
2: got our hands our grubby grubby little hands on the resistance A-wing from the Rise of Skywalker line cool of course wh- when I talk I, um, everybody knows it's Lego um, cheating and... on the ties <laughs> yeah but we also got news that uh, I think the, uh, the UCS set this year is going to be an A-wing so the complete the fleet is 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 happening. Uh, there was never been a, a UCSA wing, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, hopefully, we get some uh, some news about that in the next week or two. Uh, I also pre-ordered the Razor Crest and the uh, <laughs> the Brickheads uh, Mando and Baby. Uh,
1: how much baby. did you? Uh, how much was that? I saw it for like twenty four. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the
2: the yeah. price is the price. Yeah. That's what it is. So I just uh, got my uh, my grubby little fingers on those, and um, <laughs> the slave one is still ev- it's still eluding me. Like there, there's something about it that's like uh, I I need to pull the trigger because I really want that Leia minifigure for the 20th anniversary line. That's the only one I'm missing. Uh, but uh, it's like uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know.
0: <laughs> you're gonna like, you're want- doing what I did. When I was looking at that uh, Rogue One series Y wing, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll get it. I, see they're are plenty, they're everywhere, and then one day they were gone. Yeah, I was at a Toys R Us today, and they had s- many of them. Really? Yeah. They're not, Rogue they're not... One Y wing? No, no, no. The 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 20th anniversary Slave One.
2: Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of those. I mean, they're still on Amazon and at a decent, at a decent rebate. So I don't know. It's just it's it's going out on the you know just putting out that money, um, you know, and it's obviously it's I don't have another slave one, so there's nothing really holding me back other than the price.
0: it's a fair chunk of change, man. Yeah,
2: but uh, I mean, I will get. I, I know I'm gonna get it. Like, I'll probably get it right before the A-wing comes out, and then I'll like be kicking myself. I could have got the A-wing. What? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's the A-wing is probably something that I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look to get. I'll probably go with the ATAT. That's probably gonna come out in October. So we'll see. But um, I really like the AT-AT.
0: Yeah, it's got to be cool. That's uh, in Lego form. That's got to be cool.
2: So, uh pretty much confirmed. Six minifigures, in the so we're gonna get like probably two, three snowtroopers, and uh, maybe two or three resistance, or or not resistance, but uh, rebels. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's pretty cool.
0: It is cool. It's cool for sure, man.
2: And uh, so Poe, uh, uh, we started building the the, the Y-Wing and Poe is already in the Millennium Falcon. So he's with all his friends.
0: Oh, isn't that cute? Yeah.
2: So yeah. I uh, I assembled the full crew for the uh, Rise of Skywalker Millennium Falcon. Pretty happy about that.
0: That is pretty cool. Uh, all right. That's it for collecting? Yep. Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. Um. Uh, Quickly back with the news, Cassie Nandor. The series seems to have a cinematographer named Jonathan Freeman. That from uh, discussing film, don't know about the guy, but he's done some big projects like Game of Thrones, and uh, Boardwalk Empire, and Sons of Anarchy. So there's three big name shows that this guy has has worked on. So obviously, he obviously he's got the chops. So sounds I, good. Sounds good to me. Uh, and it's it's always handy to have a cinematographer. Uh, then lastly, with the news. very It's a kind of a slow news week, but still some cool things to talk about. Um, <laughs> pull, this is pulling from Fanthatracks. Uh, they've stumbled upon some evidence of a Lucasfilm production called Pilgrim underway at Pinewood. And there's some speculation that it's the Kenobi series finally getting back on track. Uh, but Fanthatracks also asking if this could be uh, production ramping up for indie five like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I wonder separately, is maybe it's the it's the Cassian Andor series
5: starting yeah, starting to
0: warm up. So I you know, like like Rick suggested in the Facebook group when he posted the link to the story there. Uh speculation time. I have no idea what this means. I honestly don't like I think most people thought of Kenobi because that's the th- first thing that comes to mind. That's the first thing that people want to think of when it comes to Star Wars these days. Um, and they think of Pilgrim and just this lone guy in, in the in a vast open space. Sounds like Tatooine. Sounds like Kenobi. Great. But when I thought about it, I was like, okay, you know what? McGregor himself said that production was being pushed to 2021. So th- if this to me sounds too soon for this to be the Kenobi series. I, I I can't imagine they'd be doing like, I know they started set construction and all that stuff, but it seems too early to resume that. So I, I, my money is like, if I had the power rank it, I would say it's Indy five. Uh that's Andor. in limbo right now. Well, they, I mean, they said they're starting in a couple of months, starting Harrison Ford said they were going to start filming in a couple of months, which means they would hey, don't to even be have build- a director yet. Or do do they've done the script they said we've heard they said James Mangold's in talks maybe supposedly i think they're going to work with what they've got i mean they can't push this forever so i think they're going to whatever script they have they're not they're not rewriting it they're tweaking it a little bit i think there's there are certain pieces that they can start building in terms of sets i think that's probably my my guess if i i, I know nothing the hell do i know but if i had to guess i'd say they're starting to work on indie 5 And then if it was not that, I'd say it's the Cassian Andor series. And if it's not that, I'd say then, sure, it's the Kenobi series. What do you you think? What what, what did... uh,
1: What's his face there? Pedro Pascal, what did he say? Uh, I think he said that they're starting in 2020, right?
0: I think they're probably done filming season two. They started filming that last fall. No, uh, sorry. You talking about um Diego Luna? Yeah, sorry. They Basically, I, he, I don't he think said I don't remember him putting any dates to it. Yeah, you said toward
1: the end of twenty twenty, like things were plowing ahead on like some talk show or something like that. Right, but they do they often they'll build sets months in advance. I mean, it just seems like that's the closest in my opinion, like. Title wise, I agree with you. It kind of sounds like Kenobi would be the best fit. I don't really see it being indie whatsoever, just because of the recent news.
0: And well, like the word "pilgrim" has been—I can almost connect that to Indiana Jones, because they've talked about pilgrim like the 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 pilgrimage pilgrimages in Last Crusade, I think. So yeah, it,
2: multiple times actually.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be out of line to to have have indy associated with the word pilgrim kenobi would just make
1: the most sense just because you said like stranger in a new land kind of
0: yeah and uh, you know people have said oh it's like a, like the whole john wayne western motif thing and apply that to kenobi no yeah. i don't know whatever like obviously we're speculating carlos what do you think
2: uh it's, i think it's cool that uh production is underway under one of the projects that they said they were going to produce so um i'm just happy about it
0: <laughs> something's happening
3: yeah maybe something's it's happening uh, I maybe don't, it's uh, season
0: two of Mando. maybe it is who knows yeah could be could be
3: all right well
0: <laughs> so much for those notes
3: <laughs>
0: all right um Guys, we didn't get I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about uh, the High Republic, the big, big news from last week. Uh, we had our live reaction episode, which was interesting to record. Uh, shout out to Rick and Marie for being great soldiers on that one. Uh, but we've had a week to sit on the whole idea and the whole, you know, check out the, the offerings that, that are coming later this year. Uh, but I i think I think it's fair, given like the magnitude of the event that we can spend a little bit of time on it here and, and get, uh, get your guys' takes on this whole thing. Cause I don't know what, I don't think you guys will be reading a whole lot. I know Carlos, you said the, I, I ran a quick little poll in the Facebook group and you're like, nah, I'm not reading it, but I'm sure you're still kind of interested in what happens.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, if it affects Canon in a way, I, I mean, I want to know about it. Like I'm, I'm going to know about it and i usually do calls note stuff on that type of you know i was just a little read the summary type of thing
0: and uh, and you will you listen to us and we'll we'll tell you everything you need to know
2: well oh yeah that's the whole point <laughs> so it's pretty much where i get all my information so um yeah i'm not uh but like yeah i'm not Oh, this writer is doing this one. And so that should mean that they're going to do like a young adult novel. It's like, what? It's just more (laughs) writers to attack, man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. uh, I'm like, whatever. It's all good. Star Wars, baby. Give me more. A little more. (laughs) A little more. (laughs) A little more.
0: Definitely. (laughs) Shovel it in. Yeah. Like Homer at the seafood buffet.
2: Exactly. I see more.
0: He's at the eating, eating machine. (laughs) he's in hell eating the donuts
1: it's like one after another
2: that's exactly what I like thanks for like yeah, that was explaining my
1: joke
0: sorry. <laughs> sorry well Corey what are your thoughts on this era two 200 years before Phantom Menace I'm a little confused to be honest I think it's a little too soon
1: I, I, I like the whole concept and all that but even 500 years I was kind of like too soon like, something, something big's got to happen. Like, I don't know. Like, I know it's one of two things. I know from what I've read so far in the synopsis, there's, like, a big uh, disaster, the great disaster, I believe. Something cataclysmic has happened within the galaxy. We don't know what that is, but this is where the story begins. So maybe the original Jedi Order from that time is destroyed at the center of the galaxy or something. Uh we know that they're kind of trying to push the frontiers of space at this point so maybe it's an isolated story in that regard because it takes so far away uh takes place so far away from civilization and whatnot so i don't know i'm kind of really curious to see what how it's going to connect or how how they make us believe that it's only 200 years because even if you look uh 200 years in art history as humans you know Granted, a lot has happened, but in this story, it seems almost as if something's been forgotten again only within that 200 years. Like the movies lead me to believe that there was at least a thousand year reign of the Jedi where they're totally on top of the game. You know, something here is kind of throwing me off a bit there. There's also something, a quote that I saw in from one of the, the, the books that's coming up saying something about a species that was armored and they had uniforms and whatnot called the Nihil, I believe. The Nile. The Nile. The Nile. And they're able to access hyperspace, which is dangerous. Like 200 years prior, I just would have figured at this point that the galaxy itself was much more settled instead of so frontier-like. Like, Like, again, this thousand-year reign of the Jedi, maybe that's hyperbole in a sense that what hyperbole, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it's from a, from a certain point of view, you know what I mean? Cause this 200 year difference, it just seems like so much has happened in between that the galaxy has expanded so much since then, where again, like I felt like the galaxy and the Senate and all that, like was connected for thousands of years so this is—it's a bit confusing. So uh, I'd like some kind of clarity on that. Well, you know, you know how you can get that clarity by reading
3: stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: I've got, I'm definitely <laughs> not getting some of the stuff there, but the most part, I definitely want to get the into the dark and light of the Jedi. I'll get the I'll get the Marvel stuff as well. I think the High Republic that'll be interesting. But I
0: mean, well, you're, most you're three of five.
1: I mean dinosaurs. <laughs> Cool. I mean, didn't you hear about that online? I mean, people getting all freaked out. Like, I don't, maybe it was a bit of a bad wording. Now, if you're talking about like earth dinosaurs, then uh, maybe, but you see that kind of stuff everywhere in star Wars.
0: Well, I think dinosaurs is just another way of writing giant reptiles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's all over the clone wars and it's all over rebels.
0: Yeah. Are we going to be talking about clone Wars city? Eventually. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Um yeah, I mean I 200 years before Phantom Menace, I I you know there was a lot of questioning this this choice and I questioned it too, but ultimately I think I'm fine with it. You know, I, I but I think I will say this, like when they announced this project way back when, I think using Kenobi's line of, you know, uh, a 1000 th- a generations, that that whole line from a new hope, I think that was misleading. And it made people think that we were going way back in time. Um, but I, I think the biggest reason why it's hanging pretty close to the era that we know is that I think they're intentionally leaving those earlier eras like the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic, those types of touchstone moments that that fans really like some some fans really want to see those distant past stories. I think they're leaving those free and clear. I, I don't think they want to touch that at all. Yeah, so that, that's Carlos. Did, are, are are you okay with? Did you what, what do you think of two hundred years before Phantom Menace?
2: I'm um, I'm kind of like on board with what Corey was saying. It's like uh, I kind of wanted it to be disconnected from any character that we know already. And the fact that we know that Yoda's alive two hundred years before that mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be involved in any way. Uh, and it could be if they're in the Outer Rim. Um, I mean, he Yoda, when he was asked about Camino, didn't know what it was, so he doesn't know everything.
1: Well, um, just the the story does take place in the Outer Rim for the most part, from what I understand, right, Kyle? Like, there's this huge space station that they've built that people can kind of like Starlight live Beacon. on and get some. Yeah,
0: yeah. It so sounds like, like most of the story will be taking place. Like they, the Jedi of that time were described as as like Texas Rangers, which I kind of dig. Uh, but it, it seems like most. But, but of that story, much,
2: I don't know. I just it's it's kind of see that that to me sounds like it. that happened 10,000 years ago. Yeah, that's exactly it. So like two, like in the time of two hundred years, they went from Texas Rangers to like sitting in a in a temple built over a, t- a Sith temple. Well, like,
0: this is what. This, it, this, I mean, it really got me thinking over the course of the week, because when we did the live reaction pod, like our minds are just like spinning from the announcements. Um, I, 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 part of it, part of the thing that got me really thinking this week was like, they likened the Jedi of this era of like Knights of the Round Table. And so that made me think like, well, okay, Knights of the Round Table were notable because that meant there's no leader. And, you know, could, I mean, could the Jedi of this era of 200, 200 years before, before Phantom Menace be a much more like decentralized, distributed type of order where there's not really any type of council? And then something happens. Maybe it's a, a Sith manipulation that we don't, the Jedi don't know about that forces them down a, a path, like something that forces the Jedi to come together in a more dogmatic and structured way which no it doesn't make sense like even if
1: you look back at like that episode of rebels when they're on malachor i believe in the twilight of the apprentice Mm -hmm. there was a sith jedi war at that point you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they were able to travel through hyperspace and all these things and that was thousands of years ago like you're led to believe that it wasn't just 200 years ago
0: no you're i mean we don't know but you're right. Like it, uh, the impression I had was that it was a really, really old Jedi war, Jedi Sith war. There,
3: but no, it's not, I, I not,
0: there's nothing it. to say here that the, the galaxy's not settled at all. It's just that there, it's it's a time of of great exploration. They're open, like the galaxy huge. They're the, opening you know, up new, how, new places in the galaxy.
1: I almost see it in the sense that you know how the modern Jedi, uh, modern J, Jedi that we know right now in the movies and all that, we see that their dogmatic views and we see that they're flawed and whatnot. What if the, the, the real, not say the real Jedi, but the, the true essence of the Jedi, something really bad happens to them during this great disaster, right? And the only remaining Jedi were at this outpost on the Outer Rim. They're the only ones that are left to rebuild the Order, kind yeah. of. That would make a little more sense to me, you know?
0: And then well, you can I mean, see yeah, how something that's... got lost around the, along the way. That's that's kind of what I'm that. thinking. Like something happens to the Jedi that forces them down a path that they wouldn't have gone down, that for- that eventually leads them to the prequel era where they become their own worst enemy. That's kind of that. That's I mean that's that's one train of thought that I that I went down during the week.
1: But, but I, I just I hope we get something within the series that lets us know that the Jedi have been well established for many. Many eons and millennia. Well, you know that's what we don't need
0: to. We already know that.
1: Yeah, but the, here it's kind of belying those things like the the, the it seems like the, the galaxy. Yes, they can travel through hyperspace, but it's not an everyday kind of deal. You know what I mean? And that they're still settling planets. Like this would be kind of cool too. Imagine like we see them settling some maybe Tatooine for the first time, or just planets that we know already. Just for them being they're seeing them for the first time.
0: Yeah, it could be. That's I mean that's kind of what I find exciting about this is that we just we just don't know anything. What one of the things that I thought was really cool as like a core question, uh what would scare the Jedi? That's what the writers kind of all like this is a, an era where the Jedi are pretty cozy, but what would scare them? You know, in a time where there's where there's, you know, they they describe like widespread peace and it's galactic exploration, the belief that the Sith are extinct. Like, like again these are the jedi at their peak and there's nothing for them to contend with until these these nile come along and you know and, and like i said before like maybe that's maybe the the complacency that the jedi are kind of guilty of in the prequels begins to take root or is, is kind of evident in this era and it makes them ill-equipped to deal with any kind of challenge or fear or something like that what do you think, Carlos? What's what scares the Jedi as an order? And there's been lots of jokes made about relationships, marriage—that scares the Jedi.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's um, like there. What scares the Jedi on one point, on one side is it's a, uh, their ability to 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 see to use the Force, like losing that ability to use the Force. I think if 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 they're, they foreshadow that, I think that'd be cool. If that's what really scares them, like they're being blocked.
0: Yeah, like remember that 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 uh, the scene from Revenge of the Sith where Palpatine says, "All those who have power fear to lose it." What if that's a, you know, happy accident type thing? But it could they could refine that to be a reference to Jedi of being afraid of losing their power that'd be kind of cool yeah
2: that's uh, that's the thing that I think that like fr- big picture that's what scares them the most and uh, little picture uh, I would say carnies
0: <laughs> small hands terrifying <laughs> smell like cabbage <laughs> Corey what's, what scares the Jedi for you Corey very good then okay <clears throat> Sorry,
1: I was saying dinosaurs. Oh jeez. No, <laughs> well, I don't know what scares the Jedi. Um, it's hard to believe that space pirates or space Vikings would really scare the Jedi. Maybe sheer numbers, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that the threat would have to be something bigger than that, like something more existential than a bunch of guys with like lead pipes.
1: Well, you know, if the galaxy is in turmoil, like if there's this great disaster, right? And then the, the Jedi kind of need to, there's this power vacuum left at that point. Maybe they need to rein things in. I don't know. Like loss of power. Like you well, guys said, a galaxy
0: in chaos. It'd be interesting to see if the Jedi are even at all connected to the Republic. You know, because by the time of the prequels, they're sort of already roped in as sort of like these puppets of the republic and it's almost never more evident as as in master and apprentice that the jedi are just kind of like pawns of the republic we see that also in clone wars we see it all over the place but i wonder if there's more of a separation there in this era but you're right this thing that they talked about like a, a shared event across the stories um, the synopsis of Into the Dark, it says that, uh, but when the ship he's traveling on um, is knocked out of hyperspace in a galactic-wide disaster, Wreath finds himself at the center of the action. So, like, it, this thing is referred to as the Great Disaster. It's obviously something really bad, and it's the thing that opens up Charles Soule's novel. So whatever it is, it's going to link most, if not all, the stories and I'm really curious to see how Lightspeed factors into that. It's really
1: interesting. You know what I
0: mean? Like when I think of it from this way, it kind
1: of, it's hard to describe it. It almost makes me feel like a teenager a bit again, in the sense that it reminds me of the EU or Legends, because it's so far from anything that we really know, right? In Star Wars, for the first time ever. So from that, in that regard, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be new and it's going to be really different and it's going to feel different.
0: I know what it is. It's, it's, it's the Nile all simultaneously doing a bunch of of maneuvers.
3: No. Right across- <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, oh, how would people lose their minds on that? Like a thousand of maneuvers at once across the galaxy. Oh boy. Oh, Jesus, wouldn't that be something?
2: Not my science fiction.
0: <laughs> Change.org, clear the decks. <laughs> All right, so what about the belief um, that this is going to lay the groundwork for movies and TV? Like, I... I we, we, I've, we've talked about those reports from msw 0hu and, and while I think that kind of still may be true, I kind of don't want it to be anymore. Like, I, I kind of want this group of authors to write a story and wrap it up in their own way on their own terms. You know, like they, they're going to put in all this energy and time into this massive initiative and build it up to something only to have like somebody else eventually take all the credit for it on screen. You know, I, I think it, like that would to me would rob, rob the books and those creators of, of whatever i, I don't know what, what the right word is but you know uh, they had that whiteboard an actual ending was was part of it which yeah i saw that, that was that was funny and sad yeah I, I think a lot of fans took that as like a veiled shot at at rise of skywalker but i think they i think one of the things they're they want and i think will get the opportunity to do is is wrap up their own story and then, if there's a a movie that deals with this era thereafter, it could be set there or in a, in and around that time. But all all this all this High Republic publishing stuff is sort of the the base and foundation for the setting of it. If that makes sense, what what do you think? Do you think this should this will lead from books up to the big screen? I I would. <sighs>
2: I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here, but I mean, this is what we do. So, um, my initial idea was it's either the bridge between, uh, something that happens before it to where we are now, or it's the springboard to the movies.
0: Yeah. Either a reasonable. Like it seemed like one of the things they dis, they said at the event was that they were putting like uh, movie pre-production energy into this event. And which, of course, means nothing in terms of of it be, of it that in itself being a hint. But I got to imagine that, you know, when they bring back Ian McKeg, who was a concept uh, artist for the prequels, and I think he worked on at least one of the sequel movies. And I'm pretty sure he worked on Solo as well. I got to imagine that somewhere along the way, there's an intention to turn these into. Maybe not these, those specific characters, but those settings and the situations spawning from uh, these High Republic books would be the springboard to a movie or Disney plus series or something. To me, it only makes sense.
2: But yeah, because it's rare, it's rare that like they have like anything written that's not attached to some other part of canon,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is or the I think the main reason why they wiped everything away with the um, the legend stuff in twenty twelve, um, because they wanted to have that that linkage between the written word and and the movies.
0: Yeah, and if, again like we talked about before with the that schedule with 2022 still being on the slate, the, if if this project is in fact sort of sort of the base for that movie, then they're they're already you know in a roundabout way working on that movie.
3: Through yeah, this exactly. Project. Yeah.
0: So it becomes, you know, you're, it's almost like doing your homework in advance. So, I mean, it all kind of lines up, and I still have a, a, a pretty good degree of faith in those reports from, from MSW, for, with good reason. Jason's always pretty accurate, and uh, the hu report seemed pretty well referenced to me. So, I, as long as these writers, Charles Soul, Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Kevin Scott, and Daniel Jose Older, as long as they get to finish their story their way, I'm I'm fine. I'll be fine if they then springboard into uh, a movie, but I, I don't want to see them robbed of an opportunity to close out the story. Well, we we already know for a fact that it's moving.
1: That the report confirmed that it's phase one. Like they're mm-hmm. taking a page from the Marvel playbook, you know?
0: Yeah, they did. They did call it phase one. That, that is absolutely true. So is phase two then Disney Plus or the big screen?
1: Not necessarily. I think oh, they can continue no. with the writing.
0: Yeah, for sure maybe they bring in new writers we'll see but i'm I, i'm i'm super excited i'm glad that we're finally stepping outside of this um you know skywalker saga it was kind of anticlimactic because we all kind of knew high republic was was the order of the day but it was nice to get as much visuals as we did like i like a lo- the look of a lot of the jedi that we're getting i love seeing the loth wolf in there cory i'm sure that made you happy too yeah for sure A lot of cool stuff on display there. So I definitely, I was at my comic book shop this weekend and uh, I I wasn't able to stay super long, but uh, he said, Hey, what do you think of all the, all the new star Wars stuff that's coming? I'm like, dude, you, you're going to have a bunch more stuff to add to my pull list. (laughs) He's like, Oh, so you're you're in. I'm like, Oh God, they got me. They got me. I'm in. I am in. All right. So uh, doing
1: even the IDW stuff.
0: Probably. I, I I don't read all the IDW stuff, but when I do, I, I enjoy it thoroughly. It's it's definitely obviously aimed at a, a younger audience, but it's it they are undeniably fun books, and I will probably check out uh, these comics as well.
5: Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. choice and control visit colonialpen.com for more information this is a limited benefit policy this policy is limitations and exclusions for costs and complete details of coverage visit colonialpen.com
0: all right uh clone wars a distant echo shall we talk about that for a little bit before checking out of here Let's yeah do all right cory what'd you think man Episode two? How have you? How did you like? it? Very Dinosaur. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously.
3: Did you? Uh, Okoria, no. did,
0: did you watch these in animatic form at any point?
1: No. Ah, well, I kind of did. I
0: saw some of them. I saw the one with Cad Bane and Boba Fett. But I mean, that's just a clip. There, you know, there's no full episode with, with that. I, d- I don't think. No.
1: Yeah, I saw a clip. Yeah, I, d- I didn't really watch them in animatic form. No okay so you were coming into this
0: pretty much completely blind
1: yeah definitely cool I, i've loved this so far i love the bad batch i think they're super cool can't wait till they make toys of those guys like they're, they're gonna be big sellers i think but uh i don't know the episode all in all was not a really huge huge episode in the sense you know, but, like, the end was a big reveal.
0: Well, hold on. Like, Let me just, just for those who, just in case, spoiler warning for <laughs> A Distant Echo. Uh, if you've not checked it out and you don't want to hear any spoilers, check out now and uh, we'll check back with you next week. But, uh, yeah, from now on we're spilling spoilers for Clone Wars all over this place.
3: Continue, well, well,
1: what? Yeah, one thing I want to say is just basically I like that the they're starting season seven from a very, it's a very clone centric arc right off the bat, which kind of helps get you in the groove. And it's well-deserved too, you know, it's the Clone Wars. We talked about that. That's why I chose the, when we did our in-depth analysis or whatever, I chose that arc of, you know, the Domino squad and rookie and the Geonosis battle. And, you know, you throw Krell's arc in there and then you throw five's arc in there. Now you throw this arc in there and you, you watch just just those episodes and you got yourself like this sweet little troop saga. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You
1: got Bandit like Brothers
0: in Clone Wars uh, in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Like just the fact that Fives and Echo, like the, what they do throughout the entire series and now to see Echo the, in the the shape that he was at the end of this episode was, was kind of really traumatizing. The first time I saw it, I was really, really taken aback. It was late at night.
0: But when When does Echo die? Like he's 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 believed they say at the Citadel, right? Yeah. Because I was talking to Kigo offline, and he's like, "No, no." Uh, he was telling me, like, "No, it's it's heavy. Heavy's the guy that blows himself up at the Citadel."
1: Well, heavy, heavy blows himself up right before the Battle of like that's in season one to to blow up the the radio tower so that the transmission stops.
0: Right. That that was heavy. I thought that was Echo. No. When does Echo die?
1: Echo would probably, I think, be season six. I haven't, I haven't got there yet. I haven't done the full rewatch yet. Hmm.
0: I can't. I can't remember Echo dying at all. But, but this is, oh boy, I'm so confused. Anyway,
1: whatever. I, he's in it for quite, He's in it for the long haul. It's pretty sweet. I think another interesting thing to really point out is, you know. Uh, Obi-Wan and Rex definitely are in um, on oh, Anakin yeah. and Padme. Big time.
0: Big time. Well, let, let me pause you there. Let me, let's get Carlos back. Carlos, how, how have you been enjoying Clone Wars so far? I'm loving the visuals. Oh, oh man. I'm, just, I'm, I'm loving the way it looks.
2: I, I um, the, the, you, you could tell they're, they're trying to like, um, foreshadow Anakin's turn already.
1: Yeah. Um. It's the whole, both, it's got a somber feeling to it so far. And, uh, like in this episode,
2: um, when he's talking to the, to the, um, the hologram of Padme, that that's, that's the image that everybody was looking at where they're like, oh, she's wearing the thing where she died. And, Mm -hmm.
1: um, she's holding her belly the whole time. Yeah. Clearly got a little baby bump. Yeah. And he's like so oblivious. And Across the Stars is playing. Like, geez, can he hear that?
2: Yeah. No, he can't hear it, Corey. That's not how life
3: works.
2: (laughs) 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 Dinosaurs. I would like to say that this part of the episode is uh, brought to you by um, uh, Robert Cast's uh, gummies that he sent me. Uh, (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Kick it in. Yeah. What was the question? No, no, I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving, I'm loving Clone Wars. I, I just, uh,
1: I, I want to get past the, the the Clone Trooper arcs. It, it, that's it. Like I'm, I'm on the same page as you because, from what I understand, I think how many episodes are we getting here, Kyle? Like, I remember being something small, like eight or something like that, which is scary because you know, with two down, that's like, no, no, like it's six 12, left. I think, I think we're
0: getting twelve episodes in this season.
1: E- even at that, okay. Like, I'm glad that. This wrapped up quickly, which is nice. Now it's time to get into the more heavy stuff. Like I like the the side tangent episodes, but it's almost like we don't have
0: time, man. I'm not sure which episode is next. I thought this this arc is continuing. It possibly will. I mean, like I'm pretty I'm sure, I'm sure it will curious. because I think I think we're finally going to get trench taken care of one way or another. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think I think this bad batch arc goes for two more episodes. And then we get into Ahsoka on Coruscant for four episodes, and then Siege of Mandalore for four episodes. Oof! I think that's yeah, that's, how that's what going
2: I'm out. looking. That's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I, I want to get past this this part. Not, not, not that it's not good, but it's it's not what I come oh, dude, for. You got to you got to just soak it in as it comes. I don't like the clones. <laughs> what they attack. I don't like them. All right. What are you saying? What am I saying? Execute Order 66. Yes, my lord. There you go. I don't like you. It's over. Over. That's
1: that's what the... You got to open your eyes, man. That's what this whole series has done for me. Like, I was on the same page. Like, you hate those guys in the movie. They they just seem like drones, which they kind of are. But this gives them the individuality. It's like clear as day in episode one of the entire series where Yoda's with like three troopers he's like take your masks off he's like "But we're all the same he's like no he's like you're all very different and I love it man
2: don't Star Wars blame me all right (laughs) you needed that I I want to I want to accept that
0: I have self worth (laughs) I know things too man
2: (laughs) yeah man
0: (laughs) Yeah,
3: man. Well,
0: the next I, I episode actually... is called "On the Wings of Kiridax. I'm trying to find yeah. a synopsis for it, but uh, I'm doing a poor job of it. I, I like what Carlos was saying though, on like the somber note. Like even when
1: Obi Wan's throwing that shade at Anakin, like "Did you tell Padme?" I said hi. Like Anakin doesn't even say anything, you know. Like he's just like looking. Oh, yeah, he just back, he just like, looks
0: back and he's like, "Ah,
1: damn it, I'm busted." Not even that. It's like he's like piss off obi-wan like mind your own business yeah there's there's a bit of
0: of... there's a bit of don't like don't talk don't say her name don't talk about it shut up that's that's what i got from it but i also think like anakin's kind of he's like oh god damn it i'm busted and i think obi-wan kind of lets anakin know just by doing that that he's sort of insulted that Rex he would tell rex and have rex run interference on him but yet he wouldn't tell Obi-Wan? Because, I mean, obviously Obi-Wan would... I wonder how Obi-Wan would react. I mean, really. Yeah, I, I, mean, think... I, th- I think Obi-Wan would have two different reactions. He'd have a, a reaction in the moment and a reaction after he thinks about it. Because he's been there with Satine. So he knows. He knows how it feels. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's hypocritical. he it would have been cool bit. with it. Like he, like he in Attack of the Clones, he he tries to guide Anakin completely away from his feelings about Padme, which again, yeah, like it's kind of hypocritical. It's it's the thing to do <clears throat> as as a master, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you, you you've been there, you know. So that that wasn't entirely cool, but yeah. Yeah, it definitely feeds into the tension between Obi-Wan and Anakin that we definitely get, obviously, in, in Revenge of the Sith. But it was fun. I, I did like those, those those opening moments on that flight deck on uh, Anaxes. Like, yeah, the it visuals, I provi- like guess, are nice, Well, I mean, the too. visuals are nice, but it, it did provide for some kind of uh, a quirky little comedic moments, which I thought were funny. As yeah, actually- it was
2: okay. Was, i mean yeah no i look i'm i'm not saying that i like i really i don't i'm not a fan of the clones i'm not a fan of the clone arcs um in general but i mean i mean the story is still interesting like and I, I i mean obviously spoilers like we find that echo was alive and the, the separatists saved him reanimated him gave him like mall robot legs and are using his programming to, to 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 fight the clones, and I think it's actually ingenious in a way. Like it's it's the the story itself is actually pretty cool. So it's I'm not I'm not crapping on it, you know. Yeah, that's be, the thing. Like
1: I feel like to be a little gonna, funny. I think he's going to turn on them in the long run. Like he's kind of like a Terminator now. Like yes, he's been saved. But the damage has been done, you know, like not only were his legs gone, like his arm looked like he had something in his chest, his stomach. Like it was it was really unsettling to see the first time all those things, those wires into his head.
0: Yeah, like, you can see a, a a point coming where he's going to be like, ah, you left me behind. And he's he'll have all kinds of animosity.
1: Yeah, like he's going to have a glitch. Or he's like already... <laughs> Been programmed to like spy on them or something like that, you know what I mean? Like Trench has already foreseen it that they'll come for him. The bad batch will come for him. You know?
0: Well, the way oh, he was so sure. surprised, like when he he was so surprised that they had made contact with Skako Minor at the end of, of the first episode, I think I think uh I think Trench is sort of flying by the seat of his pants now.
1: It's possible. Anyway, yeah I definitely hope we we hear more about poor old echo men
0: oh you i yeah we're definitely gonna hear more about echo for sure one thing one thing that made me laugh in the episode like genuine genuinely laugh is is wrecker again, so they're on that ship heading towards uh whatever that other planet was called, and you see wrecker in the background. And he's doing, like, these, like, single arm shoulder presses with a gonk droid while eating yeah. a drumstick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <that was> awesome. <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> Louis Sear.
1: <Cyr. laughs> oh, so good.
0: Yeah, like I said, they like they had a lot of obvious call-outs. <clears throat> uh, to, like, the to personal feelings getting in the way. Which, for me, was, was great. Because it, it helps to... It helps to reinforce... That Anakin, like the the parts where Anakin was was telling uh, Rex not to let his feelings about Echo get in the way, and it's 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 funny because Anakin can't help himself from letting his feelings get in the way. That's that's pretty much what Padme told him too, you
1: know. Yeah, like he looks up to you, like he watches you in action. Like you got to trust him this time. Let him follow his instincts. Mm-hmm. And he, he was
0: right. right. He was right. Yep, for sure. Yeah, the, the show was saying something. Maybe we need to see the full arc again to, to really figure out what it's trying to tell us. But when you look at um, the, the movies and they tell us one thing about letting personal feelings get in the way, like the way Anakin's disposition was, like it was all coming from a, a place of control and possession. And it went to shit for him but with with Rex his personal feelings were coming from a different place and it led to i mean at, as of the end of this episode a good outcome where they got their their pal back and they've screwed the separatists pretty hard so somewhere there's there's a line that they're walking where personal feelings can be good i just don't quite i guess we again we have to wait till the end of the arc to see what uh what the what the arc what Dave Filoni and pals are trying to say um yeah you can kind of look at Rex's dilemma with Echo uh in a similar light as Anakin with Padme like Anakin has like these nightmares about Padme and uh, like Rex has a hunch Right, and and they both kind of follow their heart to like to those to the conclusions, and and like I said before, like one has a good conclusion, one and one does not. But uh, I, I love that parallel that they're working at here. Very interesting to
3: me.
1: Yeah, I'm on the same page, and I'm also really curious to see what's going to happen to the Bad Batch too. You know, are they going to make it? Are they going to sacrifice themselves in this funnel arc for them? Who knows.
0: You love you love the sacrifice, dude. You watch Star Wars. You ever seen Star Wars? Uh, I think so. A couple times. Yeah. Well, H- how sacrifice? many how many sacrifices are there? I don't know. Kanan. Uh... no skip the animation. There's too many episodes to remember. Just on screen.
1: Do you count Ben Solo?
0: Anakin,
3: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Solo, Han Solo in a way.
0: I,
3: I you know st- when he walked
1: st- out onto that bridge.
0: I don't think he was sacrificing. I don't think he was sacrificing himself.
1: Harrison Ford knew it.
0: <laughs> he sure did.
1: Yeah, but he wanted that.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, he wanted that. But I, I don't think the character of Han Solo was going out there with the intention to die. Not the intention, but the full well knowing that it could happen.
1: Like I see, you see the no. look on Harrison on his face, man, before he gets onto the bridge.
2: They foreshadow it by when he says, "I'll talk my way out of it." Every do, time,
1: every
0: time. Like yeah, he, that's he, that's pure they, Han Solo.
2: There's no way he thinks that there's a chance that his son turns on him. No way, no way, no way. That that
1: wouldn't be Han Solo. I don't know. I know that he had to take the chance no matter what even if when I see that scene I he's unsure man
0: that's the way I see it. Well, I, Watch think he, it again I think I think he's time. in the he's in the gravity of the situation like this is it's a heavy moment between a a regretful dad and a a deranged fragmented tortured broken Yeah there, broken there was kid. no guarantees I guess there's never any guarantees, but I, I'm, and I, there was no
1: guard railing.
0: You can never convince me that when they put him, when, when Lawrence Kasdan writes a line, like I talk my way out of it every time that that was not a clear depiction of Han Solo's mindset. And he, I mean, he's not going to talk his way out of it with like, that's
1: in regards to breaking in and all that crap. Like it's not in regards to talking to his son. Right.
2: But he's also no, there with the intention of that, bringing he, him. He said that when the Kanja club st- storms, the, storms the the ship Mm -hmm. that's when he says it he's not saying it like oh they landed on the planet and no no he's saying it because he's like he knows he's going to be confronted he knows he screwed them over and he's going to talk his way out of it because he always talks his way out of it so when he goes on that bridge it's he's just following his character arc he's just doing what he always does listen jabba you're throwing away a fortune
1: don't be a fool he's trying to talk his way out Nah, I I don't think so. It's his son, man. He's not trying to take his talk his way out of anything. He's trying to bring his son home. Well, exactly. exactly. Like how and can he, he bring him home, he if, he's if, bring he him home if
3: he's dead? You
1: can't bring. him He has to take the chance either way. What I'm saying is that he didn't walk out onto that bridge saying, "I'm leaving with my son," a hundred percent. Like he walked out there saying, "Like this could be the end of me."
2: Oh, he doesn't calculate it that far. That that's what we're trying to tell you is that. Wow, that's your opinion.
1: <laughs> oh boy. what i mean christ i watch a movie i interpret it one way you can't tell me i'm wrong it's not like he he says it there's no inner monologue no no no, sweetie i can and i will wow
2: (laughs) that's where you're wrong no i can tell
1: you you're wrong doesn't
2: mean i'm right Uh, all all i'm all i'm saying is that they set the character up a certain way there's no way he goes on that bridge thinking that he's gonna get his ass handed to him See, he, I th- he thinks that he can get away with
0: it. He's not trying to get away with anything. <laughs> he's that's trying the thing. to the, trying the gravitas to... of that situation. Leia asks him to bring Ben home. Yes, that's what he's trying to do, and he thinks he will. He does. I don't necessarily know. He has to
1: try. That's what I know. Like he has to man up and try. But when he walks onto that bridge again, I don't think he's convinced that he's necessarily going to bring him home. But he's going to give it his best shot. And he's scared. I see that. Like he's, I don't know. It's before he takes his first steps. When he calls him, he's like bad. Like I don't know. That that's the way I see it. Anyhow, like I, mean, I, I get that. I don't, I don't it, think it he... just makes it more tragic. He is the the smooth talking guy, but he's not gonna smooth talk his son in a situation like that. That's not what that was about.
0: Anyway, how did like, we he, end up here?
1: Because Carlos was wrong. And his we, opinions were stupid.
0: How did we end up on, on a catwalk <laughs> on Starkiller Base?
1: With no guardrails. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, jeez. <laughs> I'd get vertigo, man. I'd be like...
3: Oh, can't don't, just
0: don't look down. Don't look down. So, I, as far as I can tell, this episode was pretty true to the um to the original animatics but the, the the scene with um anakin and padme that's new yeah
1: definitely uh, so
0: uh, it was not in the oh. original animatic reel okay i got gotcha. you <laughs> there, there was a scene It <clears throat> made the rounds uh like a, a, the scene that I, I presume it replaced and it had it had to do with um like the, when the Bad Batch and, and Anakin, they were kind of boarding that ship to go to that other planet. There was sort of like this, you know, you know, like World War II bombers and planes. They used to have like these like pinup type girls painted on like at the nose of the plane. Yeah. So in in the original, they had a, a Padme all painted up like pinup style on the edge of the on, on the front of the plane.
2: Oh, well, that's not going to fly now.
0: No. And it, you know, it was completely taken out of the show. So. And in the animatic, Anakin's like, well, we're going to have to change the artwork there. And it was kind of like they made a joke of it, but it was it was Anakin's possession <laughs> and jealousy of, of Padme coming through. But yeah, that that whole scene got completely yanked out. Um, and yeah, we, we, the, the result was that funny exchange between Rex and Kenobi and the whole. Foreshadowing of, of the tension between Anakin and Obi-Wan like that, that's all. New and I think I think the change is better off for it. Anyway, anything else uh, about a distant echo before we wrap things up? Clones
1: rock. Um... <laughs> no, it was, it was it was it's been a bit of a slow but fast
0: start. Like, I'm, I'm no, curious. no, you can't I'm... say that. You can't say a slow but fast start. That means nothing.
1: I'm on. Uh, <laughs> I'm somewhat on the same page as Carlos <laughs> in the sense that I, I'm just we don't have much of this, you know, so I want this, I want to get into some heavier stuff and I'm, but I'm happy that we've, we've been going down this, this route so far.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been nice to see these shows finished and they, you know, they look so damn good and they sound so good. And Kevin Kiner has just outdone himself, I think so far. But and uh, I'll, I'll just say again, that they're, they're fast. They're, they've all been fast. Like, Oh, yeah, Speed of twenty two like, minutes. Boom. Yeah,
1: and it's just yeah. These ones they they're condensing a lot of story. Like even in this one, as soon as they land, like Anakin gets grabbed by some creature, takes them away. Here's the chieftain. Blah 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 blah. Here's where we need to go. It's like ta 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 ta. That, that's how Star Wars always works, baby. Come on, I know. Come on. But yeah, I'm I'm happy. It's I'm really happy we got it. And like you guys said, the the it looks a little different than it did like it looks much better and more refined and Anakin's hair is amazing.
0: Yeah, this is I mean we we're, we're we're a few months away from Revenge of the Sith at this point. So, you know, it's it's, it's getting close. Uh all right. Are we done? Are we done for this week? Sure. That's so. all. That's all for this week. That's going to do it, everybody. Uh hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I I enjoyed recording it like as as always. Um, if you want to be involved with the podcast, you can send us an email to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We will definitely work your questions and comments into an upcoming episode. Uh, and if you want to send us a review, if you want to review us on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do so. Uh, screenshot it, send it to us. Let us know you did that. Uh, we'll also read that on an episode. It's been a while since we read one. So, you know, if if you feel it in your heart, if, if you have that kind spot in your heart for us, head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review, and we'll read that on an upcoming episode as well. Uh, Shout out to Rob Wade for endorsing this episode as part of the E14 Endorse Program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com, where he's got lots of content endorsing a bunch of cool and funny podcasts. Um, So go check that out, Emotionally1414.com, and uh, tell him we sent you. And be sure to check out our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. We've got a bunch of great shows. Everybody's still chugging along, doing the thing, doing the Star Wars thing. Uh, If you need more Star Wars in your life, you'll find it at Star Wars Commonwealth. Uh, You can find our pages on Facebook. You can find us on Apple Podcasts as a provider. And uh, like I said, a lot of shows. Everybody exploring Star Wars a little differently. So you're going to find what you like there. Um, So guys, that's, that's it. We're all done for this week. Uh, all that being out of the way, Corey, Carlos, where can we find you on social media, buddy?
2: You can find me at the funny Carlos on Twitter and Instagram or at C Candido music or at Carlos music.com.
0: Awesome. Corey, where are you
2: at
1: guys? Hit me up at chomp rules with the Z on the Twitter machine. And uh, yeah, join us in our closed Facebook group. Always fun in that safe haven
0: absolutely come join us in our facebook group we're always having fun about star wars well we're gonna let you right in there and otherwise you can find me at tumbling saber on twitter uh instagram too but i'm i'm pretty much dormant there right now uh and that's gonna do it guys uh be nice to each other out there be nice to star wars creators or or you know what maybe we're, we're not gonna get much star wars anymore because uh, good star wars you know uh like like it, like said you know Bringing things around to when we started the episode, Uh, I I, I meant to read read this off the top, but at Darth Internus, who is somebody who works for for, uh, Del Rey, he said that, I wish I could tell you that the intensity of Star Wars discourse, or the way some readers feel it is appropriate to treat writers, hasn't had an impact on finding new authors willing to write for Star Wars. I wish I could tell you that. I really do and that, t- that tells you all you need to know yeah people correct. are fans are chasing away creatives by being dicks <laughs> so don't don't be just if you're unhappy find another way to express it leave the creators alone all right so that's gonna do it everybody hope you enjoyed the episode let us know what you think and we will talk to you oh we're, it's march break for me so i'm taking the rest of the week off um you're, so if you if you want to find me you can you know where to find me but uh, i i'm putting my feet up and enjoying a week off with march break with the kiddos so that's it everybody uh, we'll talk to you again next week in a new episode have a great week and we'll talk to you later